Welcome to the HVAC Business Growth Podcast. Is your business getting beaten by the competition? Are your profits dwindling? It's time to kickstart your HVAC business. Here's your host, Nick Balowski. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the HVAC Business Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Balowski. Today's episode is about lead generation. And lead generation is one of the biggest problems in any business. Put it simply, if you don't have enough leads coming into the business, your business is going to really struggle. So I think today's episode is super important for a lot of businesses. So basically, the more leads that we can get into a particular business, we can then filter those leads down and then we can get some premium higher paying clients or customers. So everybody wants that, right? We all want better customers who pay more money. So if lead generation is a bit of a problem in your business, you're probably left trying to chase down prospects that aren't that suited to your products and services. And when you're practicing this, it gets really frustrating for yourself. It gets frustrating for the sales team and you're just not going to get the results that your business deserves. So let's get stuck into the show. So I feel when you're focusing on lead generation, there tends to be a little bit of a strategy change that goes along with the change with lead generation. So instead of being a marketer of your business and its services, you need to take more of a publishing mindset. So we're going to discuss this. So you need to really create some products, or I like to call them widgets. And what you do is you just get really good at marketing these particular products or widgets. So instead of going out and marketing your business and the services that it creates and just basically being the same as everybody else, you put your main focus into actually marketing these lead generation magnets or these widgets. So we'll discuss these magnets or these widgets. So basically what they have to do, they have to solve a problem. So problems tend to work a little bit better than benefits. So a good example of a lead generation magnet for a heating and cooling business would be the seven secrets to reduce your heating bill. There's literally dozens of examples that we could use there. We could uh, go down the air conditioning track. Uh, we could talk about specific heating or cooling systems, but we'll just discuss this a little further. So with this lead generation magnet, you can see the problem that it's actually solving for people is we're in an economy at the moment where we're going through a recession and people are really focusing on trying to cut costs in their lives. So running, heating, cooling in a home can get a bit expensive. So the problem is that heating and cooling costs too much for people to run and they're trying to reduce costs overall in their house. And it's quite a big problem for people, you know, people that are unemployed or underemployed and they're looking to just reduce costs. So you can actually step in with your widget, your lead generation magnet, and actually help people. So you'll be solving a problem. So how you do it is you actually do a little bit of research on whatever topic or whatever problem you want to solve. And you just simply put together a report that might go from 10 to 20 pages, just something pretty succinct without any fluff in it. So you put that together, something like this. If you know your subject matter really well, which you should, you can actually get this done and produced in a day. Or if you want to go a little bit more of a premium type of approach, you can actually commission a little bit more of a research paper 
where there's a little bit more research, a little bit more time involved, but you might come back with some better quality information for people. Or you might just simply set this up as a little bit of an interview. So you, you get maybe one of your staff to interview you about how to cut the cost of heating and cooling in homes. So there's plenty of ways to build this widget, but I just urge you to let your imagination run wild a little bit. There's plenty of examples out there in the marketplace. You know, just off the top of my head right now, as a way to, to start and market it, you can, it could be the seven secrets of or how to, five simple ways to. You know, there's lo lots of different topics or headlines that you can use for your lead generation magnet. So generating ideas shouldn't be too much of a problem for you. I just feel it's something that you need to follow through on. So I'll give you a reminder on why we should be doing this lead generation practice. And I feel it's a combination of really two things. So firstly, it's about actually separating your business from the competition. So all of your competition is out there selling and marketing their business services, you know, building their brand, doing that type of thing. So you can come in with a lead generation magnet that actually solves a problem in the marketplace and you can go and market that. So it's a really good way to differentiate yourself and you can actually set yourself up as a bit of a consumer advocate which will look good in the eyes of your prospects. And the great thing about the lead generation magnets is that it's very topic specific but also quite broad in a sense that if somebody is interested in cutting costs on their heating and cooling, if we use the example from a little bit earlier, or they're simply interested in getting a heating and cooling system, the lead generation magnet is actually worthwhile for them to get. I don't know many people out there that wouldn't like to cut down the cost on their heating and cooling in their family home or in their business. So the report can be quite specific but also has quite a wide market appeal. So like I said before, you want to get lots and lots of leads in the front end and then you can actually filter those leads down. So if somebody actually gets the report and they read it, they might not know that they're after a heating and cooling system or they need a service on their existing unit. You might present to them a couple of ways that they've never even heard of before that they can cut down costs. So like I said earlier, if you can position yourself as a consumer advocate, that can be a very strong position to have in the eyes of the marketplace that you're actually looking out for your customers' best interests. So once you've got your lead generation magnet built, what you need to do from there is actually transition a lot of your marketing towards this. So what I mean is that you need to obviously put this on your website, preferably on the front page or at least on its own dedicated landing page on the website. Also, a lot of your print ads, you can market this sort of stuff. Also, any radio or TV that you're doing as well, you can market this lead generation magnet. So you can build a list really, really fast. You can build a list of hungry buyers. You can build a list of people that might only be merely interested in your topic. But the systems that you set up on the back end of this, they can really do a good job of filtering down the prospects and then your sales team and your sales force only deals with people that are truly interested. So we'll work through this sequentially. So let's firstly talk about running ads. So we're going to talk about one form of an online ad and then one offline thing that we can do as well. And then we can tie those together. So if we talk about online ads, so let's talk about Google AdWords. So that's been a little bit of a topic in some previous podcasts that we've discussed. So Google AdWords, we're going to go into our AdWords account or speak to somebody who's managing it for us and just select some some keywords that people 
tend to be looking at that's obviously going to be relevant to your business. And firstly, what we're going to do is actually go in there and create some ads. So using the topic or the title of the lead generation magnet, we can actually create some ads inside of Google AdWords that really target this lead generation magnet. So just imagine for a second if you were surfing the internet, surfing Google, and either on the top of the page or the right-hand side of the page, if you're actually looking for specific heating and cooling units or you're looking for a service of your existing uh, heating and cooling system, you might be scanning the page and then all of a sudden on the right-hand side of the page you see an ad that reads the seven secrets to reducing your heating and cooling costs, free report, and then the URL. That's going to get a lot of people's attention, isn't it? So you could set up three to five ads that are similar to that, just again, maybe split testing a couple of different concepts or a different headline or a different call to action, and just run those ads inside of your Google AdWords account to some specific key phrases and really just see what happens. So you're going to be driving the traffic to, when you're doing it with AdWords, ideally you run this to a dedicated page that has the free report on there. So you can actually, on your website, on the dedicated landing page, almost sell the lead generation magnet on that page. So you might have, uh, you, you might put 500 words or a thousand words, or you might put a video up speaking about this lead generation magnet. You might actually give bits and pieces of the lead generation magnet away in your presentation at the start. You might give the first two or you might give bits and pieces of the first three. So think about it as bait. So they come to your website and you just want to dangle out just enough bait in front of them for them to say, yes, I'm interested. And when they're interested, what you want to do is actually get as much of their information as possible. So ideally, it's name, email address, telephone number, address, as in their mailing address, and what they're actually interested in. So you can run the same system with your offline ads as well. If you're doing newspaper advertising in your local newspaper, instead of just putting a general branding ad in there, or some people are out there saying, here's a $200 voucher on your next heading cooling service. So they're actually playing the price game there you can actually run an ad or a display ad for your particular widget. So you might have a quarter page ad or a half page ad or even a full page ad depending if it's profitable for you. And what you can do is actually have a paper version or a hard copy version almost of the ad that's on your website. It's obviously going to be a little bit smaller if it's in the newspaper. And you can drive people to your website or to a specific landing page again on your site that dangles a little bit more bait out for them. And if they're interested, they can again put their name, email address, telephone number, physical address and what they're interested in. And then they can qualify to get this lead generation magnet. And what you do, you just simply have one of your sales team just send it out to them if you want to send out an information pack. Or you can also set it up Straight after they put their details in, one of your sales team could actually put a telephone call into them. And the goal of the telephone call is just to let them know that you've received their information. And then, if possible, you can start a conversation. You know, if somebody was just on your website maybe half an hour ago or an hour ago, you know, getting a phone call from a heating and cooling company and actually 
have the person or have your sales member take a little bit of care and thought into the conversation and not trying to sell or anything like that. Just basically have a conversation with the prospect and see where it leads from there. I think you'll find that your conversions will go up quite a bit if you can practice this. So we've just discussed in detail two different ad versions that you can actually use. So we talked about Google AdWords and then we talked about using display ads or newspaper ads. So you can actually transition this into most of your marketing if you want to. If you're doing Facebook advertising, if you're doing direct mail, if you're doing trade shows, if you are doing shopping center displays, you can market and give away these lead generation magnets that solve problems for people, get their details, and then set up a marketing sequence behind the lead generation magnet and just work the system from there. And then it all, all it does is turn into a numbers game from there. If you get a thousand people visiting your website, because the ad was so specific, you might get some really good conversion. You might get 50 or 70% conversion, maybe even better. So let's just say it's 50% conversion there. That's 500 people requesting information or requesting this lead generation magnet. Out of these 500 people, you call all of them. Let's just say we managed to secure maybe 10% into a consultation or a visitation from a sales member. So that's 50 sales calls that you've got there. Now, what does your business convert from 50 sales calls or 50 visitations? It'd be pretty high, right? I've heard from many businesses that it's as high as maybe 75% when a salesperson can actually go to somebody's house, have a conversation, have a consultation, and then work on converting that customer into a client or into a sale. So let's talk about the qualification process, and then we're going to talk about the follow-up with your sales team. So this lead generation system is actually designed to make your prospects hold up their hand and identify themselves that they want some advice or they want some extra attention. So lead generation is fantastic for doing that. So you need to qualify these people a little bit further though. You can still get some tire kickers coming into the front end and just wanting your report and being really hard sales from there. So after they opt in, or after you get their details, you can set it up in a few different ways. You can set it up so you have a sales member call them. You can set it up so you have an email that goes out to them straight away or shortly after. You can set up a recorded message that basically is programmed to call them. So you might have a particular message that you want to send out. So it might just be, hi, it's uh, Nick from Company X. I uh, just wanted to really thank you for giving us your details. And we just want to let you know that we're going to send out the lead generation magnet that you requested really soon. You should have it in three to five days. It's going to be sent by a particular mail service, whatever that is. Thank you. I hope to speak to you shortly. So you can actually run some recorded messages that will call your prospects just to let them know that they're going to get the lead generation magnet in the mail really soon. So there's plenty of things that you can do to further qualify your prospects. So you just need to think about it though. I think the most important thing is that it's not a one-shot type of deal. It's been said your sales team could probably tell you that it takes at least seven follow-ups to actually connect with a prospect and make a sale. You know, we're not looking to make a sale for a $10 item here in your business. You know, it could be thousands and thousands of dollars. So you're not looking to 
ask somebody to marry you the first time you speak to them or first time you actually get their information. So it can take a little bit of nurturing. It can take a lot of follow-up. So the most important thing that you can do is to stay in touch. So even if somebody identifies that they don't want to buy from you, if one of your sales teams actually calls them up at the start, so you might set them up on a once-a-month email type of thing where if you just send out a newsletter and you just let them know what's happening in your business, if you've got any uh, any sales on on a particular item or whether you have some sort of promotion or you might just want to let them know what's happening inside of your business, that's a great way to stay in touch with people. If you actually think about it for a second, if you ring somebody up that shows an interest in a heading and cooling system, where are they at in the buying cycle? What is the chances of them actually wanting to buy the moment that you make contact with them? From when the thought actually enters their head, they want to save money on a system or whether they want a particular heating unit or a cooling unit, that could be a process that takes months or even years for them to figure out and actually commit and make the decision. There aren't too many people out there that make multi-thousand dollar decisions just at the drop of the hat and buy things straight away. So the follow-up process is vitally important. So my advice to you would be to actually vary your follow-up methodology or the medium that you actually use. So if you've just been relying on phone calls a lot, change it up. You know, you can use the phone call still, but then you can use email, you can use recorded messages, you can use follow-up videos, you can send out postcards, you can send out direct mail, you know, be interesting. Change things up to people. People get sick and tired of receiving the same catalogue in the mail all the time. They get sick and tired of phone solicitation. But emails, postcards, direct mail, they're all different mediums, all different ways that you can get in front of your prospects. So you can imagine how cheap it is to send out postcards to people. And again, we've spoken about it in previous podcasts. Think about the lifetime customer value. If you acquire somebody through a lead generation magnet, you know, would you be prepared to send out 10 postcards to somebody? You know, by the time the postcard is produced and something's written on it and a stamp's put on it as mailed out, just say, probably rounding this up, it might cost a dollar every time that you actually do that. Are you prepared to send out 10 postcards or send 10 direct mail pieces? It's $10 per person to try and convert that person into a sale. And you know what? If your follow-up is sincere and genuine and it's actually good enough, that $10 or that follow-up sequence might not pay off straight away. But in five years' time or ten years' time, if your business is still around and you've been keeping in contact with people using automated systems or email or postcards or whatever it is, then they're most likely to go with your business because they have a relationship with your business already. And if we apply a little bit of lateral thinking for a second, you might be trying to nurture this person through the sales process and they might not be interested in getting a heating and cooling system. But you know what? Maybe a family member or a friend is and you might find that you get recommendations and referrals more often from people if you're following this lead nurturing type of approach and you're staying in contact with people. So the general rule of thumb by a lot of sales gurus out there is just the more you follow up, the more sales you make. So there's no need to be aggressive. Just take a lead nurturing type of approach and just nurture your person 
or your prospect towards the sale, and I think you'll get some really good results from it. Now it's time for our HVAC business growth tip of the week. So this week's tip of the week is really about staying top of mind. So the follow-up and the lead nurturing side of things, as I discussed earlier, is really, really important. So what I want you to do is actually get uh, quite a large piece of paper, either A3 size or ideally if you've got a whiteboard, that's fantastic. And what I want you to do is actually map out a follow-up sequence. So you've got your lead generation piece or your lead generation magnet that we discussed earlier. And then I want you to just map out a follow-up sequence behind that. So who calls the prospect, when they call them, do you use postcards, do you use email, do you use direct mail, do you send out catalogs? And just map that out. And the idea is to be quite strong with a follow-up in the first 30 days. But then after maybe 60 days have expired, then you actually just drop people back to a once a month type of thing so you might just send them out a newsletter but it's really important to keep this follow-up really really regular if you're using email as the last piece in your follow-up sequence until somebody might actually pick up the phone and call you email is very very inexpensive to use if you're on an email plan for your business you might have a $50 a month type of arrangement where email is then free for that $50 Per month so I mean you get unlimited emails so to follow up with somebody after the 60-day mark it doesn't really cost anything extra to have them on your list if that's the way your email provider is actually set up so just to recap get out a bit of paper or a whiteboard and actually map out the follow-up sequence that you're going to employ and once you've got it mapped out actually implement it into your business get your sales team around let them know what you're doing and actually get them to follow this procedure like I said Big focus on the first 30 to 60 days with the follow-up and then just put them on some autopilot follow-up after that. And if you implement this in your business, I think you'll be really surprised at how well you start converting. So that's all we've got time for today. Thanks for listening. This was the Lead Generation Show. I'm Nick Belowski for HVACBusinessGrowth.com. We'll see you next time. This has been another edition of the HVAC Business Growth Podcast. For more marketing tips and strategies, go to the website, hvacbusinessgrowth.com.